This is Culture and Convictions. Thank yep, yep. you so very much for tuning in. Yes, yes. I am Iron Petrie, along with my wife that you just got through listening to, Star Petrie. And we're excited that you chose to push play and uh, join us on our podcast today. It is Halloween week. We are here uh, and we are excited to get involved in some of the news and some of the subject matter we're going to talk about and have a little dialogue about here today. Things are just so spooky and kooky around here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you th- you would start to think that it's Halloween week every week sometimes when you go to the news, but... Um, That's true. That's very good. Yeah. In, in the spirit of Halloween, and I, I don't ever want to be in the spirit of Halloween, but, but certainly because it's Halloween, we wanted to bring what we thought was a rather yeah comical story. <laughs> Well, out of New York. Uh, comical to us, not so comical to some people, but at the end of the day, it, it is so indicative of what is going on in our culture. We are seriously on a downward slide. I'm telling you, we don't have enough to do, obviously. <laughs> and, and what we're talking about here, folks, is we're talking about black pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yes, black pumpkins. Because black pumpkins. there was some outrage in New York about black pumpkins and, and people... Because it wasn't just the fact that they were black. It's the fact that the eyes, the nose, the mouth of the pumpkins was actually outlined in white. And we talking so about pumpkins. It was, I guess, for some reminiscent of black face. But, I, you know, I just find that um, it's, it's a stretch, right? Is it? Isn't it? I pray uh, it no, is. No, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. I'm waiting on a response. Uh, I, I no, realize no, I'm on a podcast. No, no. Th- th- this, is, this, is, this is no doubt about it, a stretch. They're black pumpkins. I mean, I feel every, every time I come across stories like this, I feel like Allen Iverson. I mean, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so practice, this man. But so anyway, we're talking about black pumpkins so i want to we're going to play this footage out of new york because someone you know uh i guess they stopped a passerby and 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 as they do in local broadcasts what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. and i think she kind of just sums it all up um very poignantly and for and and of course listening on a podcast you can't see this video with your own eyes you can only hear it and of course uh, you can go back and find it on youtube if you want to but this is a black lady talking okay A controversial Halloween display that has some Nyack residents asking black pumpkin or blackface. They are pumpkins, black pumpkins, idiots. That's all there is. Local NAACP director Wilbur Aldridge saying it shows a, quote, extreme lack of sensitivity. I think that they did the right thing, but I also think that they're entitled to the way that they feel. And with this reaction, the law firm decided to take those pumpkins down less than 48 hours after setting them out on the porch. We understand that uh, someone uh, complained about them. And so once we got word of that, we immediately um, took them down. Mary Marzola says the So this is in Nyack, New York. The pumpkins are put out as a display. The, the partners of this law firm, I think Furick, Nugent, and McCarthy, had all put their names on the pumpkins, named a pumpkin, put it out front. Yeah. And who knows, someone in, in all of their, their lives doing walked by and said, boy, don't that remind you of something. <laughs> and suddenly you got the NAACP involved. They're writing statements talking about sensitivity. And it takes one wise black woman to just bring everything home and say, idiots, it's just black pumpkins. <laughs> It's just I black mean, pumpkins. Really. 
is just once again but but isn't this isn't this indicative of what we've we've come as a as a nation and as a society where we're trying to exercise out of people uh this we're trying to do we're trying to make people feel a certain way you know we we talk about freedom but it's anything but because what we're saying to those people you know these people put those black pumpkins out there in good faith many people were not even offended by it it took <laughs> the regional guy of the NAACP to come along and say oh no this is this is this is reminiscent of blackface this that that is just completely insensitive yeah, the, the operative word whom? being face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. It's like, uh, but but my thing is, you know, like insensitive to who? Because a whole lot of black people, including the black woman, they're being interviewed, saw black pumpkins. That's it. <laughs> I'm not trying to read any deeper into it. I'm not trying to read, you know what I mean? It, and it's like we're, we constantly, we keep badgering people. Yes. With this racial, uh, theme and this racial demagoguery and we keep we keep drumming this up in areas in which it is not necessary not needed and it's complete as she said it's complete idiocy she's asinine it really it's is just complete idiocy <laughs> the, really the, that you would not let people they're not letting people live no and 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 the only reason why you do stuff like that is because you know you're not going to get the response you want if people truly are free to do what they want to do so you have to start bending everything that and he, way. And here's you know? what's also telling is that that little bit of pressure from New York um, yeah. ended up influencing a major retail chain, Bed Bath & Beyond, to completely remove those pumpkins from their stock. And, and see, here's the thing that people don't understand. I mean, what if there's a black person somewhere that's working for that company that's producing those pumpkins? Hmm. So in all of your high-mindedness... Black people who want those black pumpkins to put on their front I'm tr- portions. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that, that are saying these black pumpkins are putting some money who in my pocket, so I appreciate People who don't it. look at pumpkins and think of skin color. Pumpkins. It's ridiculous. Pumpkins. It's ridiculous. I mean... Pumpkins. I know. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> black know. tortilla chips. Black, right? Black licorice. <laughs> black li- I mean, what what is wrong We're with us, man? It's just like... We have become so, we, we, and but but you know what, that type of stuff though is facilitated by certain types of groups. Yeah. That's that's not how the everyday ordinary person is feeling or living. They're living their life. They're not sitting around here looking at pumpkins, thinking about oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking about Jim Crow when I look at that pumpkin. <laughs> I'm thinking about black. Oh, I can't I can't stand it. Nobody's doing that. You and know what I mean? Isn't that really the telling thing, right? That we've created. They create this entire firestorm over something that's an inanimate object. I mean, there, there is that pumpkin is not shouting, I hate you, Negro, move on. The pumpkin is saying nothing. It's, it's just sitting there minding its business. It's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. I know. We're, we're going to move on because that not is a what it being. is. It's a, it's a pumpkin, folks. It's a pumpkin. So um the other like really exciting thing that went on this week there's been a whole lot of exciting things kind of going on at least in christian christendom um was the release of of kanye west's album jesus Jesus is king King, 
I mean, you know, that's some pretty strong language. Hasn't this for been a firestorm? I mean, this has been like a lightning rod, like like lightning struck. I think people are almost, they're just, you know, people are just in shock and awe, really. I mean, and that's what <laughs> happens when people, we believe in this world, I think, that people don't change. And so we, we hold very, f- mm. you know, we, we have very wow. strong interpretations so cynical, of people. Really? I think so. Even, even, even us Christians who have changed. Oh, I definitely in the same even manner. More so. Even us, those of us who claim oh, to have gone so. through the same transformation of grace, even really? more so. Wow. Uh, and and the reason I say that, <laughs> no, you, seriously, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I know, <laughs> but the, but the reason I say that is because we want things to make sense for us, and so what we do is we compartmentalize people. And we mm. put them in a box in a corner over there. So there's some people and we don't want redeemed. I don't or know we, that it's or about we have, not we have, we have trouble. Well, we just, that's not where I pictured you. You know what I mean? You're the guy that got up and, and embarrassed yourself in front of Taylor Swift. And you're mm-hmm. the guy that said George Bush hates black people. You're the guy. Yeah. So I don't want that guy. Like, that's not the guy that I want to say now all of a sudden he's, He's come to know Jesus in a real way, and now he's a Christian. He's born again. Like, I don't even want you using our language. Like, yeah. don't even use our lingo, because that's ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a sad thing, but I really think people get very possessive about what they think Christianity is supposed Isn't to be. Isn't that the truth, though? Isn't that the truth, that we honestly come across as though Jesus belongs to us? Mm-hmm. But when you read Scripture, for us Christians who have made Scripture the foundation for our lives Mm -hmm. that scripture that we make foundation for our lives says that for God so loved the world world? not just the so Jesus was a gift given to the world yes sir and he's never rescinded that gift so for Kanye or anybody else to take advantage of Christ Mm -hmm. for the sake of salvation Mm mm-hmm uh, to take advantage of his gift of salvation and eternal life and accept it wholeheartedly, who are we then to start? It, you know, anyway, here's my thing. Here's right? your thing. <laughs> give, give your okay. thing. My thing where I get, I get a little disturbed about is how Christian people all of a sudden are saying things like, oh, time will tell. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. That's yeah, funny. I like that one. I, I like that one especially time too. Time has told a lot about a lot of us. Because time has <laughs> told a whole lot. I'm telling you. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but time will tell. Let's hope it's genuine. Mm. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. The, the jury's kind of out. It's almost like he's on a on a probationary uh, yeah, status. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost <laughs> like on a on a kind of probation. Mm-hmm. That's, what I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. A kind of proba- probation to see whether or not it took almost like it was a perm it took. Wow. you know what i'm saying like it like should have like, gave that five more minutes yeah like we don't know <laughs> like like we like 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 we really don't know when one of the consistent experiences people in the church of the church even born and raised and whatnot mm-hmm. have experienced is that there are a lot of people who time has not told much about right now let's let's just get honest right and we're sitting up here treating salvation a gift from god that is not based upon works the dotting of i's the crossing of t's 
of hiding and watching to see what happened. No, there is a new birth that takes place when mm-hmm. we receive Jesus Christ. And by all accounts, this man has accepted the redemptive work of his Lord and Savior, and he is unapologetically claiming the name of Jesus. First right. and foremost, he ain't talking about God, the man upstairs, because mm-hmm. God is such a broad and general term. Because I've heard a of lot the, of Christian uh, artists one, talk about God, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to be more specific that, for that, me. That's one of the things <laughs> that, that, that you look for. It's sure. what you do with Jesus. Jesus is the centerpiece. That's right. It's not God. It's Jesus. And nobody can call can call the name of Jesus without the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying Jesus you're, is Lord. You're not going to say, you're, you're not going to no, call him Lord. You're not going to do what he's doing and not have had an encounter with eternal life. That's exactly you're just right. not going to do that. You you can do a whole lot of things around it and you can kind of have a little whatever, you know. But we as believers um, have to come off of our hypocritical, judgmental, self-righteous works works based religion mm-hmm. and recognize when grace has touched a life and then gather around that person supporting them with prayer first and foremost mm-hmm. supporting and encouraging them with words of of affirmation to speak to them right give them what you said you wanted right let's just make it that simple right yeah do unto others as you would have them do unto you if you if you were born again what would you want? Mm-hmm. Would you want a whole peanut gallery of people sitting up talking about time will tell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what did you get a hold of? Yeah, like but they're I, holding the litmus yeah, test yeah, for yeah, all things Christianity. Yeah, and it's like, that, mm-hmm. and, and, and how is salvation on this little uh, uh, kitchen timer? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you mean, Tom? What kind of nonsense is that? One more hour and then you'll be that right. That's just absolute and complete nonsense. And And, and I'm telling you, this young man has accepted Christ, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Just as thankful as I would be if it was anybody else, but thankful for it. And my desire is that he has the proper support around him so that he can develop and grow spiritually and whatnot and, and keep moving forward. And then one of the things that I feel like it is doing, it is serving as a provocation for the church. Because here's a young man who is very much, he's made an album that's unapologetically Christ-centered. Jesus is almost every song. Mm-hmm. His name is mentioned. It's very Christ-centered. No, no fluff. You know who he's talking about. You know what he's talking about. And yet, there's a lot of people been coming out now in the Christian hip-hop community making posts and tweets about how over the last several years, people in the Christian hip-hop community have been kind of moving away from such Christocentric lyrics and such Christ-centered lyrics, mm. starting to move into Want to be mainstream. a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more generalized kind of alternative message kind of thing, right? Mm. And people are feeling provoked because here, here's Kanye West. Now, granted, it's Kanye. So Kanye comes out and Kanye can say, boo, <laughs> and you know people are going to have somewhat of a response to it mm-hmm. but at the same time it's it's really provoking people to say okay why were y'all moving away from being so christ-centered now for the last five years mm-hmm. what was your issue if if you had known here's the thing if you had known such a from a world standard big fish mm-hmm. was about to come into the fold mm-hmm. would you have done that 
it's a good question. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very because it's your genre, it's your your vein, it's what you do, sure, right? Sure. And you're saying you're about the message of Christ and you're about getting the word of God out. But see, what we're seeing is a lot of provocation, mm-hmm. and the same thing is true with in other areas where God is using people to do things, and they're just not the type of people or the person that we just wouldn't pick and to I, do it. I think especially for, for Christian people, like I said, we, we like to compartmentalize and, and I think put people in, in certain categories and in areas. And I think we do that just in general yeah. in life. Um, but, but especially when people become bigger than culture, bigger than a party, mm-hmm. bigger than an industry, then I think it's also kind of one of those things that we just don't like people living outside the lines because we feel like there are certain rules of engagement for everything that they do, whether they're Mm -hmm. in entertainment or politics or whatever you are in, even in the church, there are certain rules of engagement. And anybody that lives outside of those rules and does anything different, we're like, oh, my God, what's going on with you? Well, we can't trust it. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't get too excited yet. Instead of us saying, you know, God, he's a he's a big God. He's a big and God. he's got plans f- that that completely eclipse our ability to think, believe, comprehend. And no so and it. so when he takes those things that are just oh, it's kind of odd. I don't get that. You know, why is he making that work? And he and he causes someone to go from from gutter to just man. Yeah. Commitment, because when I when I listen to Kanye and I've listened to a couple of his interviews, when I listen to him, he's he's very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounds like somebody who who very much understands that he had a supernatural occurrence, mm-hmm. that he's no longer the person he used to be. Yeah, and I think that's the earmark of any believer that we've had a supernatural removal of sin. Mm-hmm. We're now righteous. The we're, sin nature. Uh, the yeah. sin nature, and and we're now. We're now walking and living in him. Yeah. And it changes our entire our our entire approach to the to the rest of the world. Yeah. Because I, I I am free. Like I'm really free. Yeah. Like I thought I was free because I had millions, but I was still serving the culture. I was still serving hip hop. I was still yeah. trying to please all of these people. But when I when I became Christ and when I found now that I can receive Christ and he comes on the inside of me, I truly am set free because he set me free. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he talks a little different. Yeah. But, I, you know, my my concern for for people of faith is simply the friendly fire that I think is just all too often, you know, displayed, especially on social media where we ridicule. We we try to lambast. We try to, you know, diminish what what we think is contrary to what we believe. And ultimately, again, if people are for us, then what what what's your concern? If people are out there saying Jesus is Lord, then what is your problem? I don't well, understand how you could find a problem with that. I don't either, other than the fact that there is a substitute Christianity that is practiced. Uh and and like I said, there are certain things that happen. And I, I, I think back to when uh Botham Jean's uh, brother hugged Amber Geiger in the courtroom. Yeah. I look at Kanye West. Uh, certain things happen that pierce this thin veneer 
of religiosity sure. in us. Sure. And it, it pricks us. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond that little, that little uh, facade that we hold up, you know, that little religious facade here and that, that we tend to practice here many times. And, and it pricks us and it hits us in a very sensitive place. And when it does, we don't always know what to do with it because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's supposed to kind of be a part of the same little song and dance. Sure. You know what I mean? But then something happens that comes across so raw right. and authentic and nobody fakes that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that for applause, not in this present age in society. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no way. There's too much pressure from yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Nobody's doing that sure. unless there are people who have escaped the kennel. <laughs> They've gotten off of the plantation, if you would. They've gotten outside of the bubble, and they truly are free people, mm-hmm. free thinking, free to choose. Right. You know, and they then they then step forward and do whatever act. Do whatever they do with their life. Do it. Make whatever music they want to make. Say whatever they want to say. And then everybody else is provoked, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, uh, and it calls you on the carpet. It calls right. you on the carpet about your own faith. If you're a Christian, it calls you on the carpet about who you are as a person. No different than, like I said, when he hugged that young lady, every Christian, I mean, Christian people were just, I mean. Nails, Ain't no hugging today. Ain't no nails hugging. came out. <laughs> hair stood up on the back <laughs> of people's me. necks. They didn't know what to do with that. Why? Because somebody stepped <coughs> off the plantation. Yeah, that's just all it was. Mm-hmm. And they stepped. It's almost like that person stepped out of the boat onto the water. Because even Christendom is a subculture, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. So so irrespective of wherever you are in life, if you're not if you're not in Jesus, then you're probably mixed up in some type of culture that dictates you know how you live how you how mm-hmm. you engage with people how you love people how you forgive yeah. all of those things are then kind of told you by your subculture yeah. or or your blackness or your ethnicity whatever it is whatever but it's still it is. but it's still a culture but it provokes us especially in these particular instances in part- you know in particular it provokes us to examine ourselves to whether we are in the faith. Absolutely. You know, and it pulls us to the point to say, okay, now what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm for one, I believe that it's only the beginning of things like this. Uh, I think this is a time of prodigals coming home. I really do. Yeah. And I think they're going to be very provocative, just like they were in scripture. When the prodigal came home, the older son was not happy. Mm-hmm. He was not happy <laughs> at all. Why? Because he had a works based religious idea of relationship with the father. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone is a recipient of this scandalous grace, <laughs> that is just greater than anything Absolutely. you ever done. Right. Absolutely. Then we who are works based, self-righteous, they can't take it. Why? Because, all of your righteousness is based on your little record, your little resume. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it provokes that self-righteousness in mm-hmm. us. And we can't take it. We can't handle it. But rather than repent, we bite and devour. And uh, it's just provocative, and I, and I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm glad about it because it needs to be done. And I pray, I mean, I pray for Kanye to to just soar in his walk with Christ in every single facet, his innovation, his creativity, I pray it goes up a notch. Not, I don't want him to dumb it down a bit. Right. 
I mean, if you want to have church in the middle of a cornfield, go have it. Do whatever you do. Do whatever. Because it's it's we've it's got to shake us out of this religiosity that we're in. And Jesus told us that we should be wary when when men speak well of us. Oh yeah. So I think Kanye's in a great position. I mean, no you know, doubt. the people in the world are questioning him. The people in in the church, church are, are questioning, questioning him. It's like, brother, you you walking it out. Come on and do it's, that. It's thing. called freedom. <laughs> that that's real that's freedom, freedom, right? Because yeah. you know that you're not sitting back and trying to trying to ask permission. And ask for people to validate. Yeah, and, and of um, course when I say, call. and of course when I say freedom, let me clarify. I'm not, nobody's talking about being a rebel to uh, scripture. Like you just you you rebel yeah. against. You know, no, no, Absolutely. that's not what I'm talking yeah. about. But that's not what you hear coming out of him. Yeah. You hear a young believer who's having to develop and grow spiritually, but you hear that authentic eternal life coming out of it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That desire to please God, and that zeal to do everything for God, that zeal to try to you know, it's it's not, <laughs> it's that thing that if you've been born again, we've all experienced it, yeah. right? You were a baby. You didn't know four ways from Friday what was what to do necessarily, but your heart was alive and it was, it had been resurrected and you knew it. Right. You knew it and things just were not the same anymore and, and, and you just couldn't go back anymore and you just, you wanted to plow forward and, and, and pleasing God in every way you could. So, that's my prayer for him that he gets surrounded by Christians who understand that, you know, and can help facilitate his growth spiritually and and just but he you know, shut out the peanut gallery. But he strikes me as the person who really doesn't really care. So so I don't and know if he's gonna have that problem. Yeah. You know, I don't I mean, think he's gonna have that problem. Since he was in that's such a good thing. On the public stage, he's always been yeah, I said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it or love it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the way it was. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, praying praying for him and, and really just praying for the church. Because ultimately, those those new converts or those prodigals, how, however you you term it, you know, are a part of the family. And, and, no and, and we should fully embrace them and welcome them and ultimately be glad man's worth like you know a billion dollars or something he got a lot he's got a whole lot going on rejoice i i think we should be extremely excited about the things that the kingdom can accomplish and with someone like that about it it because that's the second layer of it that i think is so important that all of the things that kanye did out in the world and serving himself and doing all of that whether it's his clothing line or his music and whatever other endeavors he had right those that gift he has is from God. Right. He served himself with it, but now he's brought the gift back home and employed it within the service of God's purpose, which sure. is what it was created for in the first place. So you don't you don't get saved and then drop the gift. You know what I mean? You stay employed. Right. You stay employed with it. Now you're using it for the glory of God. You're using it for the kingdom of God. So if you were this creative out there in the world, people think that, oh, that was of the devil, N- not the gift. The gift came from God. It was used, co-opted by the devil mm-hmm. because of the, of the serving of flesh with it, right? But now that he is born again, that gift should still be able to express itself no different just for the glory of God. And that's where we miss it. 
people get saved and they drop the gift. They act like they got to go to church <laughs> now 24 hours a day and do nothing else. Like they couldn't design clothes or still design shoes or still want to want to uh, have impact, you know, in the world of fashion or still want to have impact in the world of music. You know what I'm saying? So we and we limit ourselves thinking that nobody's gonna or who's or, what or we assume mm-hmm. that I can do this Christian thing. But I'm going to have to water down my message because in order to get real traction, I still need the world to come across, you know, to come across the aisle and say, you know, man, you dope. And now I feel like, yeah, I'm really dope because, you know, they told me that I'm dope as opposed to feeling like the gift that God gave me, it's self-announcing, it's self-sustaining and I'm going to go walk in. And see, that's the thing about him, though, that's so different. He has already been so extremely Oh, sure. Verbose oh, in sure. world and in fame and in fortune and in, in sin and everything else until him coming out unapologetic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like it's the direct opposite is extreme in the other direction. But it, it's it serves to be a provocation to the believer to say, what are you doing? Why are you dumbing down? Why are you watering down? Why are you? Uh, taking certain things out of your music, your movies, your whatever. Why are you plugging? What 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 are you doing? Right. You know because you don't have to. You know we we sit here and we buy this lie every time. I'm telling you, and we look up, <laughs> and we have been swallowed up mm-hmm. in the world system before we know it, mm-hmm. and we've quote unquote uh, you know well you know I was trying to do this and trying to do that. Yeah, really, or did you just get swallowed? Because you chose not to hold the line because you could have. You really could have. You could have held the line on that, on the truth of God's word and still made it to the top of the mountain. But so many people are, they're just afraid of that. They don't think they can do it. Like you said, they assume that that they can't do that. Well, one of the things that I do want to, before we move on from Kanye, I want to play a a clip where, and this is kind of switching subjects really in a way, but he talks about culture and being being free from culture. And then also talks about kind of how you, how in his life he was serving culture and and which caused a lot of his issues, his mental breakdowns, you know, all of the, the, the battles that he had. Um, spiritually, but I, I want to play the clip because he, he brings out some, some really um, important points, I think. And, you know, specifically he, he mentions and talks about black people, but again, this is something that we, I think, have talked on this podcast several times over. So sure. I'm going to play this. God and who invented the culture. The culture is cultivated by who? So if you were to think, what is the culture Today, what are some of the major things that it includes? And all of the major points of what might make the culture, um, the culture uh, bowing, I mean, taking a knee at a, at a football game, um, uh, wearing, you know, expensive clothes, rapping about just rap, period, making money from rap, making money from basketball. Before I get to my point, can we name some other things that you say are part of the culture? Buying Mm -hmm. jewelry. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of the other things that we see on the culture? Using social media is a very major part of the culture. To be down with or with the culture, you have to use social media, Mm -hmm. right? 
Uh, what other things? Okay, now I'm gonna just get to my point right now. None of these things that you need to be involved in in order to be down with the culture are owned by black people. So who designed the culture? A lot of people would argue that you are instrumental in So who who really is driving the culture? Who's who's determining especially for urban areas, urban youth? Mm -hmm. Who really is dictating the culture that you see? Because mm -hmm. for so cuz you know black people will get real proud about stuff like that and we'll be like, you know, that's that's black culture, you know, people trying, trying to be like us. Mm -hmm. But really, it's kind of like if you don't own any part of what's being produced and profited on, then what are we talking about? Because mm -hmm. really, we have bought into this lie, and we've talked about this before, that really a black teen, especially a black boy, if he wants to get out of the hood, what does he do? He Sports around. He, that, there you go. He's going to dribble a ball. He's going to catch a ball. He's gonna spit a bar or two and then he's gonna find a golden path out of the ghetto mm -hmm. and really i think kanye again this is why he's so oh kanye provocative is, there, there you go because because he starts to unearth some of those things that have been long hidden and kept very quiet in in our communities whether it's the christian community the black community I mean, he's talking about all of these things in a in a very open way and bringing attention to it that, now look, this is just my revelation. I don't know if you see it, but this is what I see. And how and how could you not see it? Because, of course, he's lived in that world. He's, yeah. he's traversed all of these different communities and talked to these people. He's watched these people. So he knows how it works. Mm -hmm. Arguably, probably as about as high as you can get. Oh, in terms sure. Of, I mean, he... Jay-Z, uh, there's probably a few others, of course, Beyonce being one. But then, of course, there's there's just so many. And, and, and I'm talking about presently. Right. I mean, you, right. you, there were bigger stars. Like Michael Jackson was about as big as you've ever seen a star rise. But it was a different time, a different area, era, mm -hmm. and almost a different way of, about, I don't know. It just it was just a different time. It was time. different. It was it just was a totally different. different time. Sure. But, but now, you're right. I mean, if you talk to kids in an urban context about what ladders do they have to climb out, their ladder will be named basketball, football, and some form of musical arts, namely rap. Mm -hmm. And if they can sing, maybe singing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, dance a little bit might get them out of there a little bit. I don't know how far dance would take you, just dancing alone. Sure. But it's it's going to be one of those few ladders, right? And you have to ask yourself, though. You do have to ask yourself a very strong question. And I'm just being kind of devil's advocate here. Right. Not, yeah, I hate saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the devil's advocate? I don't want to be the devil's advocate <laughs> at all. Not at all. But that's just, a, you know, a term that I we gotcha. use, right? So, anyway, my thing is... If those are the ladders, and we know they are, right? It's just, it, it's evident. It's it's factual. Yeah. It's empirical in many ways. Um, then those who have 
created or molded the culture like mm-hmm. he's talking about, these culture creators. When we climb those ladders that way, are we climbing ladders to freedom or are we climbing ladders that have been chosen for us to climb? Yeah. And so it's just another form of bondage. It's, it's comfort, but not freedom. True. I mean, you only have to look at how LeBron James was. Comfort, I mean, but not know, freedom. His wanting to come to, to China's defense. I mean, tells you everything. That obviously mm. this is not a free black man. He's got millions of dollars, but yet he has to take up for communist China. I mean, what kind of, that doesn't even make any sense. I right. mean, we, we know the I human rights abuses that, that are constantly, Jeez, um, that constantly are, are there in, in, in China. And he would, he would come to their defense. That I'm hoping I'm hoping mm-hmm. it was just, uh, you know, those men stay in front of the media so much and they, you know, they, they ask all kinds of questions. And stuff. I'm I'm hoping and this is just me. Me. Once again, my heart is for everybody. So this is just me praying for hoping for <laughs> LeBron just having a moment of short sightedness, you know, in what he said and not recognizing mm-hmm. perhaps now he. Because see, the the real thing about it was that that really troubled me is because he criticized uh, the the Houston Rockets uh, was it general manager or was it mm-hmm. uh, Maury. Maury? He criticized Maury of not being quote unquote in the know or uneducated about something, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to say something that highlights being uneducated. Right. You see what I mean? Because sure. we're talking about China, man. <laughs> we're, 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 talking, we're not talking about we're talking about a place that has committed extreme atrocities against its people and women and in anything and we're talking about a presently a a real resurgence of some full blown just absolute tyranny mm-hmm. and communism we're talking about a, a guy who is really uh, they're fighting in Hong Kong for real because they they feel the the threat the breath of that stuff rising up to the point where now they're not going to leave Hong Kong alone. Hong Kong feels as though they're not going to have their independence. Right. So, it, you know, we have to make sure we we understand before we accuse other people of not understanding. <laughs> and I'm just hoping, and I'm just hoping that for him. But you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you I'm, ju- I'm I mean? just simply saying that that you can choose no, a path. Yeah. You can make millions of dollars and you're still not free because you're not you free. you've been bought into a system. He's a he's a Nike spokesperson. I mean, yeah. so automatically there's there's some liability for him personally oh, no should he go no and run counter to Nike stand or to to the NBA stand. There's too much money involved. Too much money. You know what I mean? Too much of his, too much of others. And so, yeah, no, am I really free? No, no, I'm not. So so all I'm saying is that even for us as black people, we believe that a lot of times I think if we get out the, the hood, if we get some money, then all of a sudden we can really live it up. And ultimately, just as Kanye talks about, you're still kind of, you're still a slave to that culture. Wh- mm-hmm. Whatever that culture is, you're, st- yeah. you know what I mean? It still dictates how you go about living your life and being yeah. in the world. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And so you're really not free until you can break free from that culture. That's the only thing. And make the decisions you want to make. And and here's the thing about freedom. This is what you know. Like in his case, in LeBron's case, in anybody's case, can you say what you really believe? That's exactly right. Can you open your mouth? Can you really open your mouth? And say what you really believe? That's right. That is right. And if you cannot, you are still on the plantation. That's exactly right. You are not free. 
and you've 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 traded comfort for true freedom mm-hmm. and 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 let me let me kind of give just an example of what I mean by that comfort. It's kind of like you know when you you have a, I've seen dog owners who have these dogs and they they'll have a dog on a leash or on a chain. Especially if you live in a rural community out in the country, you'll see people who have their dogs. They have a dog house and the dog will be on a chain. And then you'll see that uh, that dog owner upgrade, right? And so he'll build a kennel or build a, 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 a what what's called a pen or a dog. Uh, dog kennel right mm-hmm. and then he'll take the dog off the chain and put him inside the kennel and let the dog run around freely without having anything around his neck and, and hanging from a, a tree or a stake in the ground or something right so the dog feels very free but the dog isn't the dog's comfort has been increased but he has not been given freedom and that is in essence kind of the way in which a lot of times these young men don't realize they have they have a lot of comfort now because you make millions. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of comfort now because you you're known and you all you, you people are calling your name, right? right? But you're not free until I can stick a mic in front of your mouth. I ask you that question that the culture has mm-hmm. decided what the proper answer is to it, and you say opposite because it's what you believe. Now, when you do that, you're free That's because right. see you're gonna put things on the line. If you choose to do so, and that's for anybody, and that's that's, that's for, for that's all for of us. all of us, irrespective of where we are in, you know, in in the the amount of money that we make or the neighborhoods we live in, it's just whether or not we are free enough to speak truth to power and to say what what we have to say to to have to have your own thoughts and not have to to conform ideologically to to whatever the the going trend is right so you know you see a lot of those folks in hollywood you know they get asked questions on the red carpet and you automatically see them formulate that okay what now what is we'll start turning that's right what is the (laughs) politically correct answer that everyone else is using because i have to say what everyone else is saying if i don't say what everybody else is saying then yeah you know what i mean i'm taking too much of a chance but doesn't it go back to the bible and i'll i'll say this and yeah. then i'll stop it it goes back to the bible when when jesus is being tempted in the wilderness by satan and satan tells him if you bow down and worship me mm-hmm. all of the kingdoms of the world he shows them to him in a moment and i'll give you all of this if you'll bow down and worship me and what we do is we bow ideologically we bow theologically mm. we suppress certain uh, aspects of our own faith sure we suppress certain aspects of our own upbringing of our own, uh, what we were instilled with and we bow and it's, it's a, it's a spiritual bowing to, to this whole culture and this whole world system because we found a place in it that is more comfortable because of the fame, the fortune, the money and all of that. And so, man, and really on another note too, you know, it's this importance of, of freedom of speech, especially in this country, Mm -hmm. which has just become, I mean, it's almost as though the First Amendment doesn't exist for a lot of people. Yeah. But but for all of us, we should prize our ability to disagree, to say whatever we want to say. Yes. Um, and, and for me to say, I totally disagree with that. But that doesn't mean that I want to tar and feather you. You know what I mean? I, I, I respect the fact that you have an opinion. And we move on. Um, but in this culture today i think i think like i said that's why we don't like people who color outside the lines because we all feel a very real shadow of you know public consensus Mm -hmm. that kind of chokes any 
sense yeah. of of self out of people. And so no wonder people are depressed all the time and no wonder people having all kinds of issues because ultimately we've decided slowly but surely we're we're making this trek towards um you will comply yeah. and you will be who no we've told you you'll be and you'll say what we tell you to say. Yeah. And and the expectation is that we're all going to march lockstep and I think even especially for Christian people we have to be honest that the world is spinning out of control and the church is very quiet. Mm. Oh, yeah. Deathly quiet. Sure. And, 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 you know, and then we go to our churches and we say, well, we know that ain't right. Mm -hmm. But yet how many how many people are, are saying, let me get on my school board? How many people are saying, you know what, let me run for office? How many yeah. people are, are willing to really take what we know is true and act and act on it? That's exactly yeah. right. But I want to go back to something you just said, which the ability to disagree and speak your mind about what you believe that's truly the only way to a, a society that has civil discourse. That's exactly right. Because the more you dismiss a person's individuality, dismiss their thoughts, dismiss their point of view, and tell them they will comply, the more combative the society becomes. Oh, yeah. The because, more partisan. Oh, yeah. and the more partisan we yeah. become and the more combative we become because we're not to be dominated by one another. And any time people are feeling like they're being dominated and bullied, they're going to respond in an uncivil manner because they feel threatened. Right. And so this this whole way in which we're conducting things now by the by the the outrage mob and people coming out, we're creating this uncivil society in our quote unquote pursuit for tolerance and civility. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, if you want tolerance and civility, let people say what they want to say. Sure. The more you suppress that the more uncivil we're going to become because we were not created to be dominated like that by one another. Because it forces people to actually develop an argument. Yes. And that is why people don't want mm -mm. anyone standing opposite them because people don't want to devote any time to really truly developing an argument. And you know what we've got to do. We've got to do in the next podcast. We don't have time to do it on this one because sure. we've got to move on to another point. But we've got to play that old Arsenio Hall show clip oh yeah when he goes off on the queer nation i've it, never seen that before and I just it, was when like, they Whoa. come and they interrupt his program on on, on the arsenio hall hot. show <laughs> and arsenio goes off he was mad and he stands his ground at a time when if he had did that today oh, oh please he'd be tarred and feathered he'd be he'd be issuing a, a an apology, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just lost my head. I, I yeah. love gay people. Oh, they would have tried to some of my best friends are gay. <laughs> you know, but once like, again, okay. harkening back to a time when we had more civil discourse, why? Because people were free to be able to speak uh, their minds and say what they wanted to say. So, hey, well, I, you know, I don't want to belabor the time on this podcast. I, you know, I think we've had some really good conversation, but I do want to kind of just go back very quickly to Kanye and say this and, and, and go back to the scripture that, that you that you brought forward John three sixteen, which you know tried and true like everybody if you if you hadn't even it's been to church Bible chances are you you know yeah. this scripture right that that God he loved the world he loved the world yes. and not not just the fact that he loved the world but that he loved and I think sometimes we overlook that altogether what that what does that mean because in our in our finite beings, in the way that we approach love, it's very fickle, very finicky. It's, uh, I ain't feeling you today, and yeah, I love you tomorrow. And, you know, we're all over the place. But when mm -hmm. we think about 
about God's love for his creation. I mean, it's mind blowing and it's, and, and it's, it's almost unfathomable for us because we just don't get it. Um, yeah. but, but he loves us in a, in a very, in a very real way and, and, and is more than, than open to, to receive us back to him at any time. And so I, I want to encourage people because I think Kanye's story is one of redemption. No doubt about and it. And it's also, it's also one of, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. You know what I mean? He kind of reminds everybody that Whoever Jesus are, is for everybody. No doubt. Um, so I, I don't, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because certainly as, as people listen to this program, I don't want to take for granted that people even know Jesus in a real yeah. way. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt about it. In that God gave Jesus to the world to save the world mm-hmm. from their sin, to, to give us the opportunity of having eternal life. And that gift has never been rescinded. And he gave that gift. The scripture says that while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died for us. Yes, sir. And he displayed his love for us in that. And so that people have to recognize that Jesus is a gift given to anybody. I don't, I don't care where they are, what they're doing, That's right. what you're into, how far you've gone into it, how deep it's been, how, how loose you've lived. Mm-hmm. That is inconsequential. I mean, it's completely inconsequential. That's why I say the whole thing about, well, time will tell, watching the Kanye. <laughs> it's like all of that stuff is inconsequential. That's right. It is totally inconsequential. Jesus dealt with the sin problem, mm-hmm. and he didn't deal with it sort of, kind of. No. Right? His sacrifice was perfect. That's right. It was effective, efficacious, to use a big word, <laughs> It was absolutely complete, mm-hmm. right? And so there's no more offering for sin. There's nothing you can do. You can't clean yourself up and do everything right. And if I do this, no. You come to him, you receive the gift, yes. and you then allow that eternal life to then change you from the inside out. And it does. And for those of us who, you know, who've been in the faith for some time, let us not be remiss to remember what it is. To have the joy of our salvation. No doubt. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to say, no doubt. I'm saved, been saved a long time, love the Lord. And we don't <laughs> get, you know, we're not moved at all by someone else's testimony. But really, exactly. when God does a work on the inside of you, how how are you not touched? How do you not rejoice with them? How do you not remember your your own I remember where I was, or I remember what I did. You know what I mean? That's right. I remember the moment, the day, I the remember. time. You know what I mean? So let us just, we have to we have to recall those things and, and stir up our own faith because we can become, you know, so just yeah. blah. And blah that's thing. what, you know, that's that's so true. And that's what, that's what it, it did for me hearing about Kanye because I can see, I remember, I know what it what it's like i mean man you go from death to life that's right and it's real and it's no more it's no more playing games you got clarity and you know what this thing is all about you know where purpose really is now and uh and of course you know you get tempted the devil's going to come at you your adversary is going to press you to try to steal it and try to steal it from you but you know greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world listen we're so glad you guys tuned in with us and uh, took the time to take a listen to this podcast. We hope that you've gotten something out of this podcast that is of value to you. Listen, we're going to be here. We're here to stay. Uh, tune in for the next time where we drop this podcast. And until next time, God bless.